and welcome back to episode 85 of For The Kudos. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm joined by little sweet pea, Brett Robinson. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I messed that up because I'm supposed to let you say Brett Robinson, but I knew you wouldn't respond if uh, I called you little sweet pea. <laughs> I don't mind it actually. How was your weekend? Uh, yeah, not too bad. It's a uh, warm one today, isn't it? <laughs> we're uh, 30 seconds in and Brett's already talking about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. What did you get up to this weekend? Uh, I had my good friend Jabba's 30th yesterday. Yep. We all, uh, you were there. We all wore stripes. Um, and I think you, without a doubt, had the worst kit. Yeah, well, I thought it was like, when it's a theme, I thought it was a dress up like. But you got it straight out of your wardrobe. No, I didn't go to Geordie Williams' wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a jam-packed episode this week. We just spoke with Cam Myers. He was blacklisted from the show when he <laughs> we asked him once to come on and he said he was too busy from school for too busy with school. And so we said, well, you're not coming back on. And that only lasted a few months. And we said, please, Cam, come back on. And it's... It's funny though because he was like, use school as an excuse. But then today when we're talking about it, he goes, oh, it's just a thing I do to my runs <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, literally it was acting like school is just nothing. Um, so this is the last episode that is coming out before the Mori Plant meet. Um, if you don't have your tickets already, go to Ticketek or through the Athletics Australia website. Use the password FTK for a discount. It's Thursday the 15th of Feb. Like, even talking in the interview with Cam just about how inside you guys were both because you're pacing the 5,000, Cam's racing the 1,500 and you're both saying like how you almost feel like you wish you weren't racing so you could experience watching. Yeah. Like I, oh. the FTK cheer zone is going to be going off. Even like last year we went and just and watched it and it was just such a good meet to be at. Yeah. And when you're, well, I'm pacing as well. So it's not like I'm racing. If I was racing, I don't know, Cam needs to get his head in the game, I think. Yeah, I know. Bit, but I'm, I'm pacing. I know um, what you mean, for sure. So, but yeah, it's just a bit. You're there, you're there like clocking on for a shift. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's no like winning for you or anything. It's yes. Just, yeah. No one's, no one's ushering you into media after your <laughs> 3K pace job. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be a very good meet. Talking yeah. about, because you seem to um, be so boring that you like, like talking about the weather. What is the weather looking like for Thursday? Uh, I think it's like 21 degrees. Yeah. Is it totally made up? You looked at me there like you have zero idea. We'll have a quick little look. Well, why don't we do, why don't we call a friend, Nick Earl, get him <laughs> on the blower. Thursday, 23 degrees. Okay. Two degrees off. Well, I think the big thing about Lakeside is the uh, the wind. Does it get windy at Lakeside? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's going to be an insane night. Uh, I think the, yeah, we've heard some of the, some of the amounts of, of tickets being sold already. It's just great to have, you know, have track getting this successful again. Yeah. This popular, I should say. Um, you know, remember like, I feel like when I was like in little athletics after Olympic park got, uh, shut down, shut down the right word, blown up, (laughs) (laughs) um, that was sort of like there was just that dead period of like a lot of like big races just were just like dead. You doing little A's when that got like torn down. I did all my juniors in at Olympic Park. Yeah, I know, but like, were you still doing it when? Because that was like not that was 2010. It got torn down 2010. Yeah, 2011. Okay, so I was yeah, I must. Mm, you sure 2011? No, I ran, that's I ran nationals there in 2011. 
At Olympic Park. A one's Park. artifact there in 2010. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah. I thought when you were asking that, were you like still doing the race of while it's being torn down? It's like um, it's like the, <laughs> the fifteen hundred, and there's like I'm dodging bricks, so they're falling onto the track. The the bulldozer swinging in. That's what it's like doing thresholds at um, Albert Park right now because they're setting up for the Grand Prix. It's so shit. <laughs> I haven't done one. I've been avoiding uh, avoiding Albert Park like the plague. Adelaide Track Classic. Yeah, it was overnight. Um, so Cam who we interview in this um, episode. Race last night, got the win in the 1500 in 3.34. Pretty cool speaking to him about it and just like how he, I don't know, approaches races. 155, he goes, I know I can do that and just can continue at that pace, no worries. He's definitely, I I, I really like Cam. He's definitely like a confident guy, but I wouldn't say he's arrogant. No, I think he's very level-headed and and forward-thinking. Yeah. um, And he's like just... the future instead of just... What's happening right now? Definitely, and and the fact that he's a fan of the sport, yeah, and like he definitely about- is. And I remember when I ran with him in Canberra, he was like saying, "He goes, I fucking love athletics. Yeah, like I know what's going on. I like I, I keep up with all the results and stuff. Which yeah, it's cool. Except, um, when he, except when he called me a five five thousand meter runner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where he draws the line. <laughs> if you run over thirteen thirty, it's like oh, I don't know what you do, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, Abby Caldwell got the win in the women's eight hundred, kind of. A, a very strong race was a couple of seconds in front of the rest of the field. Um, Peyton Craig, another fast 800, who's also a junior. Um, it was the kind of nights for the juniors. Tori Lewis in the 100, Caleb Law in the 200, Ellie Beer in the 400. All, yeah. So all these juniors, NK Myers, all winning. Um, Carafane Ryan as well. You could say it was not a night. She's not a junior, but she won the steeple. Yeah, she's young enough. It was uh, not a night for the fossils. It was not. No, it's moved on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good thing because I was like thinking about it. Damn um, straight. It's exciting for the future of Australian athletics. Like oh, I was doing my long run with Dave this morning and we were- With who? Yeah, Duff. Yeah, McNeil. He's back? Yeah, he's back. Yeah. Can um, we talk about what he was- Was it private knowledge or- was, I don't know. So it was a stressy or not? No. Nah. Wasn't no, I just angry. I heard it was not a stressy. Not a oh, pardon me, <laughs> stressy. I heard it was not a stressy, and then I heard it was a stressy, and now it's not a stressy again. Mm. It was an angry SRJ. That's what he reckons, but I reckon not stressy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but he's he's back. He's running. He said he's been back a couple of weeks, but he just can't. He's running on the track, not the no no grass and stuff. But because it yeah really like aggravates it. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, I was saying like he. Me and him, like, we're running kind of Zatapex and fight, or Zatapex, I guess, in 2012 against each other. And then it's like 12 years later, and we're still kind of the some of the front it guys there. Funny. And I feel like yeah. everyone's still old. Like, yeah. What are they I think in the, dis- these, in the distance, I guess it takes a bit more time, but. No, nah, but not even that, because young, you know, like, I suppose the only younger guys, you know, Tim Vincent and um, Ed Goddard. You know, they're a bit young. They're definitely, they're what, six, seven years younger than yeah, you? Yeah. There's no like 20. young. Nah, but there, are there any like 21-year-olds winning Zatapec? No. Yeah. So that's like a, an argument on um, endurance, right? Oh, uh, have you? are you asking are there any? Yeah. Well, well I, have, I, there, have I, there been? I, I probably wanted a 21. Really? 22, I think. What time did you run? 28.40 something. Yeah. But like... Um, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know, maybe it's just the young guys aren't as interested anymore, but 
it'd be good if the new crop start coming through, I think. Yeah. Well, it seems like they are in the other events. Yeah. They yeah. haven't really... You're, what, you're waiting there on the... for the marathon. Stay away from the marathon, <laughs> these young boys. <laughs> young bucks. <laughs> oh, shit. Um... We also spoke about this last week, the Sydney Marathon FTK team. We talked about how competitive we are. We always want to be the best. We always want to be the biggest. We've talked about that with our shakeout We runs. can't be a running podcast and then not have no. the biggest team. Exactly. So if you sign up, sign up with the FTK team. We had a hilarious inbox. I can't bring up the name now because I'd, I'd have to go through the, uh, through the DMs. I'm sorry, you don't get your name read out. But we got a DM over the weekend apologizing that somehow in his entry into the FTK team, he's assigned himself team captain. <laughs> How fucking good is that? And he was like apologizing and it's like, you know what? You are team captain. <laughs> I think it like autom- automatically, I don't know what happened, but he's like- You're oh. steering the ship now. Yeah, yeah, like, literally. <laughs> if, if we don't become the biggest team, it's it, your fault. 100%. You know, it's like goes down with the, yeah, the yeah, ship yeah. goes down with the captain and it's like me and you just like walk off, walk off going- Enjoy, mate. <laughs> this was your failure. Own it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Very funny. Very funny. Well, should we go into some training weeks? We should. We were going to do, we were talking about doing a um, what's dropped on Patreon, but it's, it's getting to the point where there's too much dropping on Patreon. There's always stuff coming out. There's always stuff. There's no point doing the Patreon housekeeping. Maybe we're not, going telling people too much info. They're like, oh, I kind of know what's on there anymore. Exactly. I don't need to know. If you're not an FTK friend of the show, you're a loser. <laughs> um, yeah, so my week, I was still in Tokyo on Monday when I started my week and uh, I ran one hour on the treadmill. Ooh, no wonder you... I know. Yeah. So I'm not going to give it away, but no wonder. Yeah, my body feels shit. Yeah. I was going to say, but I... Um, yeah, do you reckon? Do you reckon like the treadmill? Uh, not for an easy run, no. Yeah. If you did a workout on the treadmill, I would say, yeah, there's something... There's something in that. Yeah. Like workouts on the treadmill, I think just make you sore in different areas. Um, but yeah, because we had this like terrible travel and, and got delayed. So we had this bit of a layover. So we like went to the hotel at the airport, went to the gym, did one hour on the treadmill and was just not enjoying it. Just didn't really, uh, my body felt like shit. And then, yeah, just got through it, but just, yeah, was not enjoying it. Had, flew back, got back Tuesday night. So didn't get a run in on Tuesday. Um, and then Wednesday morning, I ran with you. We ran one hour, four fifteens around Richmond. What did I say to you before Why that run? Do that? Oh, before recording the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And what did I say to you before the run? I messaged you the night before, and I said, "Are you running in the morning?" And you go, "Yep." And I said, "If you don't run under four fifteens, I'll come with you." Yeah. Because that's like how like anal I am about just not pushing hard when I don't need to. Little did I know, you were like. <laughs> so your body was like please wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny we didn't actually look at the pace at all no and we just finished it was like oh full 15s yeah and to be honest Wednesday was probably the best best I felt for some reason was it the only one with somebody um well, only uh, easy run only easy run yeah yeah I don't think I did many more easy runs though but um and then I ran again I did the pulse run that night and then went to the lake on Thursday morning for a threshold. And so the plan was to do two laps. Um, but yeah, as I said, the Albert Park road is kind of pretty bad. We could see that there was, they had some people with the, with the lollipop getting ready to stop people. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to run on the gravel, which I don't really enjoy. But I'll tell you what, slightly unrelated, but also related. Um, 
and I know the listeners will, will understand what I'm saying here. Like we were just talking about the Super Bowl being on, mm. right? Mm. Do you find the two biggest things that make me realize how quick years go is when the Super Bowl comes on and when Albert Park is blocked for the Oh, F1. yeah. It feels like those two events are on every three months. I know. But it's once a year. And it's yeah. just like that's come around already. Yeah, because I went last year and that literally only feels a few months ago. Exactly. So fucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, doing the um, threshold and kind of started off and I just I actually had, there was a photographer down there doing a, a photo shoot with me for, for Nike. And I tell you, like, you know, some people like when the cameras are around, they start training better. Not me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, not by choice. Yeah, <laughs> you were trying. trying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of started kind of close to normal pace, maybe just a little bit slower. And then, but yeah, I just couldn't really get going. And then. You knew you were in trouble when you started the threshold and then like five minutes in, the guy goes, all right, well, now we'll get off the like easy jog pace and we'll start the threshold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you just keep, he's like, I just keep getting on the down step for some reason. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, he's doing video. <laughs> doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I ran three or sevens for the first lap. And then, Ooh, yeah. But that's like, as slow as you've been for a while. Windy? Yeah. Uh, a little bit, <laughs> not that much. <laughs> it felt pretty strong, but then no one else was complaining about it. But yeah, and then I kind of started a few. So there was a bit of wind on the on the golf course side, and so um, so I started the second lap and was going in that, and I was running like three tens, and then I just was like, oh, I'm fucking stopping. Like I just wasn't like I just felt terrible. Like, I just felt like I Hang wasn't on, moving so you, well. When when did you stop? So because you go opposite way on the gravel. Yeah. Yeah, so I stopped at the nearly the top of the lake. Okay, so you just did like 7K. Yeah, it would have been that. 21, yeah. 22 minutes. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I, yeah. I did say, like I love taking the piss out of you on the podcast, but I did say I reckon the hard, like <clears throat> for me, the hardest threshold I ever do is the Thursday or Friday after a half marathon race. Yeah, I, but I don't know. Like I've never felt like this before. Definitely think the travel has something to do with it. But I, like, I remember running Great North Run last year or whenever the year before, and I um I was really sore from it, like warming down, and then the next few days, like I was like couldn't believe how sore my legs were. But then I did the big marathon session that Thursday, only four days after, and then did a big track session on Saturday, and like was fine. Where this one, it's just like I, my body just wasn't sore, but it just stiffened up, and I just couldn't move well. Yeah. Um, I messaged Yoshi straight after that session. I was like, got any free time? Hopefully ASAP. Oh, don't, oh, don't worry. I know. Yeah. Because Wednesday, uh, Joel, I'll, I'll be hot. Was it Thursday? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joel, I'll be there at eight thirty, and I was thinking, hmm, half an hour late. Who's he seeing? Yeah. And then he got. Did, um, we were talking about you actually in my in my treatment about because he said like you'd already told me that your body was fucked because you rung me after the first time we had to talk about some meeting thing, and um, you were saying like, oh fuck that, I just felt so shit. And so then I was like speaking to Yoshi, and I was like, do you know what's funny with Brent? I'll, you'll either agree or disagree, but. You know how like you did that DEXA scan or whatever and your bones are like, you like just, you can't get injured. We made jokes about it, right? But you just like, you're, you're so strong. You, you don't have to worry about stresses and all that. But that doesn't mean you can, your body can't get beat the fuck up after like half half marathons and races. Mm. And you can still have like bad sessions when yeah. you're so tight. It's like, you're not you're not stopping at 21 minutes thinking, oh, I might get injured here. It's, but it's like, you can definitely be in the body. I never get fatigued and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that happens a lot with me as well. It definitely used to happen a lot when I was younger that I would wasn't really injury that was holding me back. I would get cooked. Yeah, I get some like times I'm like just 
really fatigued and tired. And we've talked about this when you get, and like we worry about this with, as coaches, when you get an athlete cooked, it's not as simple as just giving them two easy days and they're out of it. Yeah. Like it can take a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I remember I got cooked in 2018. I just came out of it then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw Yoshi and Yoshi said, He's like, this is in four years. I've been staying for four years. This is the worst he's seen my body. Like the most stiff and because there's everything he was treating just like wasn't releasing. Like he never really has to use needles on me. He only uses them when like the body won't really release and my whole body gets a pin cushion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ran Friday morning and like, yeah, still I felt a bit better, but no, no, tomorrow, no I didn't. I felt in this run, I felt tired. I was still feeling really fucked. Uh, and I ran a lot slower. Like I ran a bit over 4.30 pace. Ooh. Yeah. And even it was probably like started off and then got slower and slower. So it just wasn't going very good. Um, but when was your last week like this really? Cut, yeah. Cut yourself some slack. Yeah. And then ran 8K that evening. Um, went to Water Park in the morning on Saturday morning and did uh, three laps. Just kind of normal, normal one. And I actually trained... Fairly decent, but I still just felt like I couldn't. Like, I could get through that session, but like if you said to me, "Do threshold and hills," like if I went really, like I could, I couldn't go hard up hills for some reason. Mm. Like, I was like, I feel like I was just so stuck, do- stuck it like in fourth gear kind yeah. of thing. Like I couldn't. So you're doing waddle not properly. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're, you're, no, no, no. You like, keep them with the group on the uphills, yeah. and then you're going, oh, right, now put down hills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just felt like I could do it, but. Um, like I could go all right up the hills, but I just couldn't like go as hard as I could. Like some, sometimes I can do that short little hill and just smash it and then recover from it. Where this one, I felt like I just didn't have the power in my legs to do it. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I actually felt similar to this 12 months ago. Yeah. I think I, I was getting ready this. for World Cross. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think I remember this. Coming, it's probably, but like it could definitely be like running a marathon, getting back in training, doing some shorter races and more intense training. Um, Here's a question for you. Um, have you ever thought, cause I like talk, obviously, you know, being Australia's Australian record holder for the, uh, for the, actually side note, the listeners will laugh at that. How funny is that at, uh, at lunch yesterday oh, yeah. when we're like, there, we've got this big 30th lunch on a big long table and, um, it was Jabba's birthday and, and was it Ange who said yeah. it? Ange is Jabba's girlfriend just goes, makes she, a big speech. She'd had a couple of wines and she just goes, Hey, I just want to like say everyone it's like ding, 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 ding see this guy here and I'm going, yes, this is my <laughs> favorite. And it's like, he is the fastest marathon and half marathon record rec- runner in Australia. And then you proceeded to have to have like 20 conversations. I with people. And I was <laughs> yeah. just like, that is so good. It's, couldn't stop laughing. Um, but no, we, like when I have like the, the athletes that I coach often think, you know, I've said this before on the podcast where they, sort of sometimes can disrespect distances that aren't the marathon. So they want to chase marathons all the time. It's like, I want to do that marathon. I want to do that marathon. I want to do that marathon. Do you ever think that, because how many marathons have you done in the last two years? Five. Five in the last two years. Yeah. Do you think you, at your age, you're just going to like sort of keep pumping them out until you're slow? Or do you reckon there'll be like a time when say after Paris where you go, you know what? I'm not going to do one for 12 months. No. No, nah. I'll just pump out marathons. Pump I'd rather out. stop doing other races. Yeah. And just do marathons. Yeah. Like what I know, if, okay, I know, would you sacrifice? But what if what if it, like a new research pa- paper came out that said 
if you spent 12 months dropping your Ks, doing faster, shorter stuff, you can then run, there's a better chance of you running 205 the following year. Yeah, but I don't know. Because like, I've, start, I've that. started writing that basically. <laughs> yeah. I don't got that long left in my career to take mm. a year off. True. Kind of thing. But yeah. yeah. And and I, to be honest, I enjoy running marathons more than I enjoy these other races. Yeah. I, I, I hate the training that I do now. Like I, I love marathon training. Yeah. And it's Way not just more. about the time, hey. It's not like, yeah. Like when you go run, what did you run at Fukuoka this year? Right. Yeah. It's like, it's not like, yeah, oh, that's so fucking shit. It's not a PB. It's like you still enjoy the process of running tour. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> and then ran 90 minutes this morning um, at Yarra Flats. Had a good little group out there. We had Jake Whiteman, Charlotte Perdue, Dave McNeil, Logan Garbs, and Tom, who's Jake's. Yeah, training partner. Glad I didn't come for that one. I had the headphones in, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. um, but many- no, it was good. It was and a Japanese um, athlete who ran seventy minutes of Marigami on the weekend, Whew. and she's pulled up fine. But Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte as well said she pulled up worse. She reckons from this than she did from Berlin Marathon. Yeah, wow. So you said Charlotte was Charlotte was there on Sunday. What about yeah. Clarky? Yeah. Has he gone back? Clarky's back in UK. Yeah, and he's just saying it's miserable. Really wet, cold. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> how many Ks for the week? Not many. One seventeen. Ooh, I'd almost get you. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, I missed. Didn't do much the start of the week, which kind of hurt me. But um, yeah, I'm kind of in that thing because I'm racing this weekend. So I got Mori Plant Thursday, and then Sunday I got um, run the bridge. So I'm like. I know I've missed a bit of training in the last two weeks now. So I'm like wanting to do it a bit more, but I'm also feel so cooked. Yeah. So I like kind of find that balance. But And that's also not how look, I'm not the I'm not saying that I'm the best coach in the world, but I find that like athletes can definitely with rate and I've I've been the same. Like so with the athletes that I coach, I'll I'll make sure they never do this, but like myself, I will find like it's just natural to be like, Oh, there's a race coming up, or oh, I missed that, or maybe yeah. I should do a bit more. And it's just like, does the body respond like that? Probably yeah, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. I just I do like when I'm running a lot though. I just feel like my body moves better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm training tomorrow actually, so that's why I only did 90 minutes today. Doing a session Monday. Oh, true. Yeah. In my head, then I was thinking we record because we always record on Monday. I know. And I heard you say record- Sunday before. Yeah. As well. When? About a minute ago, you said Charlotte was there on Sunday. Yeah. True. Today. Yeah. <laughs> um, Monday session. Why? Monday session. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. When <laughs> he just said train Monday. I was like, okay. <laughs> Nick's got his dates wrong. <laughs> like, is it just you? No, I think everyone's racing Thursdays, training Monday. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I guess because if you're doing a proper track race yeah. on thingy on Thursday and you train on Tuesday, yeah, it means pretty you go down, you do like a few 200s. Yeah, like, it's a short turnaround. Yeah. Um, where are you guys going? Um, I'm just being poor at the lake, doing a bit on the lake and then a bit on the track. Yeah. Okay. You have Good. To tune in next week to hear the session. You yeah. So you even this uh this Sunday podcast recording has done you well then. Because yeah. obviously Monday is like a bit of a lighter day than mm. having to train. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. How was your week? Uh, my week was good. Yeah, I I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but ran on Monday. Um, staying in Newport and got a little bit lost on the run. Um, 
not sort of like panic lost, <laughs> but just went down a couple of wrong ways. And then I was like, oh yeah, this road connects to that. Next thing you know, I've done 18 K for my run. So, but it's funny. Well, like going down street. In um, so I like, no, I went, I went from like Chelsea lives near Newport Lakes. Mm-hmm. So you cut the, what is it? Is that road Maddox road or mm-hmm. whatever it is? Yeah. And it goes all the way to the, like, El, like not Eltona, but the beach yeah. trail. And then I've like gone through up all the way past Williamstown and then past like the Newport tower and all that. And then I've like gone double backed and gone through. And then I thought I, there was a road that I could have gone. Yeah. It was just, I was just sort of like following, following my nose. And, um, and then I realized it was just like way too long, but I felt really, really good. Um, and I was trying to not like I definitely would have probably gone into like panic stations if this was like a couple of years ago being like, fuck, I've done 18K in one run on a Monday. All oh, that means I'm going to be all tired for Tuesday. And I was like, oh, well, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, I'll be I kind of love it when that happens. Yeah. Like extra little Ks without. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, so I woke up Tuesday and uh, tore both my Achilles. So I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trained terrible on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tuesday rocked up. And to be honest, Falls Creek, like, it's funny. I wasn't, I was there for two and a half weeks. Like, yeah. I think maybe just over two and a half weeks, right? Like two and a half weeks in Melbourne, I would not have had that like improvement, but like- Were you I, there for two and a half? Oh, yeah, you said longer than I, after I, me, didn't you? I, yeah, longer after yeah. you and I got there before everyone else did. Yeah. Um, It was like a, a le- sorry, two and a half weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like 16 days, 17 days, I think. Um, So- like my comp, like running confidence, not like taking the piss thinking I'm fucking a superstar, but just like in confidence in my own running, like went uh, like really, really high. Can I say that? Does that sound a bit weird? Um, I was, like it was an improvement in because yeah. I was just in like I, was, I felt like I was rat shit before I went to went to falls. So then like rocking up to that Tuesday session, I like just was aware of like my excitement going to training. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. sense, like and. I hadn't felt like that for ages. Like there were every time I get getting in the car, driving to training for the last like you know since like November, it's a little bit of dread because I'm mm-hmm. like I'm not running well. This is gonna hurt. This sucks. I'm not really improving. All that sort of shit. And like after going to falls, I was like, yeah, this will be sick. Um, so got there and it was five by four four hundred. Yeah, five by four four hundreds. Um, in between each set of five was a lap easy jog. Our first two sets were 68s. Um, so some were like 67s, 30 second rest between each 400. So it's like four fours with 30 second rest. And then it's like a lap jog, four fours with 30 second rest, a lap jog. Um, so the first, yeah, two was sort of like, you know, there were supposed to be 68s, but there were some 67s. And to be honest, it felt like on paper, I was like, oh, I'm going to cruise this, but because like you're up at falls, when am I ever running 67s? Mm. Like 67 pace. I, I haven't, have, haven't run that sort of pace in, in a long time. Um, so it felt like I'd be like, oh, this feels hard, but then it just never really got crazily hard. Um, third set, the last rep was 64. Um, the fourth set, the third 400 was 64. And the last set, the second 400 was 64. Yeah. But some of those 64s were 63s. So it was yeah. sort of like, you know, 67 and then the fast ones of 63. Yeah, it's a bit harder than that second rep, 63 or 4. Yeah. Because then you got to, like, if it's the last one or the second oh, one, it's one easy. you get through it. Yeah. But. Yeah. And so we were supposed to, so Collis 
was like at the beginning, he goes, I'll see how you're going. That last set, you might do two and four at 63. Mm-hmm. And so I've like did the old uh, Stewie, you know, when Stewie comes across the line of thresholds and he's like, like total stone face and yeah, he's like, yeah. you know, heart rate's like 400. <laughs> yeah. I, I like looked over at Collis and like I'd come across the line in like 63 and I was like, I was like, hey, Collis, Rep, rep four, the, the same pace. And he's like, nah, just do one fast one. I was like, yeah. And then I turn away and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. Um, but yeah, felt really good. Um, then yeah, Wednesday morning ran with you and then went to the gym and then did yoga. So Wednesday was like a big mm-hmm. day for me. Um, was yeah, yoga definitely felt, I was doing some like new, uh, what do you call them? Techniques maybe? Positions, or? positions, yeah, that I hadn't done before, um, but yeah, felt really good. Then Thursday, I was so because I was taking Wednesday off, but then I was like, I'm I, to be honest, at the moment with one day off, I can choose if it's Wednesday or Thursday, depending on like you know when I can get into yoga and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I took Thursday totally off, and I just did yoga at home, um, and just like kept it pretty chill. Then Friday, it was like Thursday night, I messaged Collis and I like was crossing my fingers and my toes as I messaged him being like, uh, is anyone at the lake tomorrow? Because I was thinking, you know, from Box Hill, it's a bit of a trek in traffic. If I get there, no one's there. And he yeah. goes, no, no one's there for the next few weeks. So just train solo. So I went down to the Kunung Trail, which is, um, you know, Elga Road exit of yeah. the freeway. Yep. There's like those hockey courts there. Yeah. It's where my old high school was. So parked there, did my 20 minute warm up, changed into my shoes and just had the heart rate monitor on, didn't even look at pace and just ran out and just felt so good. And I, I was like looking at my heart rate and I'm like, oh, just, you know, back it off and supposed to do 30 minutes straight. Um, and I was like just totally cruising, totally cruising. And then it got to, I think, 14 minutes, 13 minutes and I checked my pace and I was at three or fours. Right, and my heart rate wasn't at threshold yet, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Holy fuck, boys, fit like three or fours, like I'm just cruising." Right, there wasn't that much wind. You, I'm sure you know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so then it goes like we, like I get up one of the uh, the freeway tracks and it goes up like a steep hill, and I thought like about avoiding it and stuff, and then I'm like, "Nah, fuck that!" Like it's just threshold. Who cares? But it was like re- it was like suburban. Um, footpaths and stuff and then I got to a road and I stopped like I had to stop because of a fucking truck and I thought it was I looked it was 14.57 and I was like okay I know Collis doesn't really care about like split thresholds so instead of doing the 30 minute I'm going to do um, two 15s with a minute break so I just had a minute break did a bit of jogging and then came back the other way did the exact same thing um, exact same sort of heart rate obviously the second 15 minute felt a little bit um a little bit like harder just because you, you, you're more fatigued. And guess what the pace was? What? 311s. So, Why? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Incline. Yeah. So but the it's it's like up and down, so you don't notice yeah, it. Okay. But the overall incline is like way yeah. like way more. So it's like pretty much the whole way up is going back uphill. Whereas the, the first 15 minutes, I'm like, you know, you go up a little bit of an incline and then you descend for like 3K. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's all for all the people that um Talk about Boston and be like, oh, you know, it's still got hills in it. That's the exact, a perfect example. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's I like, was like, overall, it's downhill. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you do a few little hills, but, but it doesn't matter. But every uphill is double the downhill. It, literally. Right? And that's what, because I was like, I know, like, I know I'm getting fitter, but I know that I am not 
um, because I'm like trying to threshold exactly to heart rate and my heart rate was not even getting to threshold and I'm running three or fours. Yeah. Whereas like the way back, it's like three elevens and I'm like definitely a threshold. Yeah. So, but it was a good session um, and I really, I've, to be honest, I'm really enjoying like just thresholding by myself. I just like it. And zero uh, wobbles in that calf, which is good and no sacrum um, or lower back tightness. So, Very good. Which I feel like this is probably... I think falls was good for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like even you said it, like you were excited to get there and just yeah. kind of focus on training. and Definitely. Like because I was definitely in a slump and it's like hard to get out of a slump when you're still like rocking up to, you know, training and, you know, I might have a good Tuesday but then my threshold's shit because it's so windy or, you know, long run, whatever. But yeah, I'm definitely, um, I'm feeling good about my running. So yeah, Saturday, short run, just around like 45 minutes and then uh Today I ran an hour forty-five. Yep. Yeah, at Yarra Flats. Um, so it was a hundred and seven, I think, for the week. Ooh. Yeah. So you could have got me. It was good. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel really good. I'll be honest. I wish that my first race wasn't World Cross Trials because I feel like it's just. I haven't raced in like seven months and for the first race to be like a qualifying for a world's team, it's just like a bit like shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm going I'm to go out there and give it my absolute all, but it's, I just, yeah. I sort of wish I had like another month and maybe had like another couple of races to sort of see where I'm at. It's like, imagine racing and seeing where you're at at a qualifying I race. Know. Yeah. But there's not, but it's out of my control. I'm and just going to go there and go. And if you wanted to do another race, you end up missing training. So yeah, exactly. You getting so gonna, the training is important yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be good. Um, it's what, what are we, three weeks away, two weeks away? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think that's a wrap, man. Um, yeah, well, we mentioned before, Cam Myers. <laughs> we almost, that was the first time in 85 episodes uh, we almost skipped the interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm sure everyone knows who Cam Myers is. Uh, Australia's big hope for the next few years. Um, only 17 years old, but running some crazy times for no matter what age you are. But um, but as we said, like super well-grounded. Yeah, yeah. Knows what he's doing. So yeah. Compared to some like other like young people, I know that like were pretty good when they were young who weren't grounded, like Geordie Williams, you know, don't you reckon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Geordie just, just walked through the living room. That's why he's like, geez, Joel's bully. <laughs> just walked into the studio. Geordie, yell out, say, hey, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing an FTK t-shirt he's a loyal he's loyal listener. and also shout out to Cam Myers wearing the FTK t-shirt yeah yeah yeah. very good but um, yeah so come down to Murray Plant to obviously a lot of great athletes running but Cam is just one of them yeah um, I'm so excited you know like you know me I, I'm, you can't say I'm the biggest track fan um, but I'm definitely excited for this. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like and I've been telling other people, I was telling like Darth, I'm like, you got to come down and watch this. My sister, Phoebe, Chelsea. Yeah, I was telling those random people last night when they were like trying to speak to me about running. I'm like trying to be like, oh guys, if you want to come see me, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're all like watching you going, go Brent. They go, why is he pulled out? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Phoebe, Fergus, Chelsea, they bought tickets. Um, yeah, it's going to be sick. Anyway, let's get this Cam Myers interview going. Oh, I, I kept, kept forgetting. <laughs> well, maybe we should just play the Cam Myers interview in, like, behind us while we're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy this, guys. We're joined by Cam Myers. How are you going, Cam? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you? Going good. Going good. Very good. Um, I was just saying to Brett, just off, off air before, I was like, 
Like how old's can like for some reason with the, the amount that you the amount that you race and and with all your PBs and stuff I think you're a lot older than you are and then I just typed in your email before and it was Cameron and the O is a zero and I was like okay he's definitely younger and then <laughs> and then you just said off you just said off air then you go oh hang on my internet's lagging I'll turn off Fortnite <laughs> it's like all right now he's young <laughs> yeah yeah you got it how'd you how'd you pull up from last night. Congratulations, by yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, p- pretty well. I just ran a sort of an hour this morning, pretty pretty chill. So feeling feeling pretty good already. Um, take us through a bit of the race. So what three thirty four meet record? This is in Adelaide for the listeners that haven't caught up with it. But it became a bit of a running joke during last year, where every week you open up Instagram and you see another photo of you, another photo of you breaking an Australian record. <laughs> yeah. We're getting sick of it. Yeah. We said that on the podcast. Yeah. Started again, 2024, started again. We said that AA should just save their time and wait until like the end of the month and then just do like a, like just put them all in a carousel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was racing like a week apart and I would just run like half a second quicker each time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd get the same cover photo each time. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, oh, so Adelaide was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, sort of, we set up perfectly. We had a pacer through 155 high, I think, 155. Yeah, through 800. And um, I was sort of tucked in third behind Jai. And uh, sort of we got towards the K and I was starting to feel pretty good. I was actually 600 ago, I was starting to feel pretty good. I was considering going around in the bend and I was like, mm, yeah, not sure if I want to do this this early. So I waited about till 450 to go. And I knew it was pretty slow anyways after because I think we dropped off that last uh, – from from 800 to a, to a K, the pace slowed just, just marginally, but it's enough to feel it. And then again, so, yeah, 450 to go, I just decided I'd wind it up and, and see how quickly we could get down to. So, yeah, it's pretty good. It was a good run. Um, Cam, obviously with the amount of good runs you've had over, you know, 1,500 <laughs> and stuff in the, last, in the last like 18 months, I sort of wonder – when you perform that well and like run a PB, as you just said, like a new PB all the time, do they always feel really good? Or are there some races where you're in the middle of the race thinking, shit, this feels harder than it should or this might be bad race, I feel pretty shit, but then you end up running really well? Or is it almost like, you know, one lap in, two lap in, you're like, I know I'm going to run really well here. Yeah, well, I always think the first 800 never really feels good. I mean, a 1500, I suppose, is... You're sort of uncomfortable the whole way. So the first day 100, I sort of just expect to feel pretty pretty average, and that's usually what happens. So, I yeah, I just sort of rely on my fitness in those situations. It's like I know I can run a 155 no matter no matter how I'm feeling, right? So and then it's just get to 800, and then sort of like get through the next 300, and then with a lap to go, it's like let's see how how well we can finish here. And I sort of take that approach to to all my 1500s, and I think it works pretty well. Yeah, that's, that's about it. It's definitely a good uh, feeling knowing you can split 155 and uh, go, oh, yeah, I can do it any day and mm. just and just run away. <laughs> um, what was your yeah. last lap last night? I think it was 54-3, I think, okay. which is pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. I really think good. having done some, some faster stuff like January leading into the 800, I just did maybe only a couple of sessions, I think, but – I did a couple of sessions where I had some market 400s a bit quicker yeah. than 1500 pace. So having that sort of background, it sort of makes closing in a 54 not feel as bad. 
like last year, even nationals closing in 54 was like, I didn't think I could run much faster. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, 54 is like relatively comfortable. So I, build, I think just, just my general. Yeah, yeah. I, I build lactic hearing about you closing in a 54. <laughs> like I can feel it in my legs now. I'm just, I'm just listening to you talk about it. Oh, you're a 5K guy. Don't worry. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Cam, when you were, can you like, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, not when you were interviewed, but just when we we're going over some of your results, when you were breaking those records. What, like, so how old are you right now? 18? 17. 17. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> what was your PB when you were 15? Uh, 346, I think. Yeah. yeah, 346. And then the next year? So when you were 16? Uh, 338. Yeah, so, 338. So when you were 15 and you ran that 346, and obviously it was like a really good time as a 15-year-old, did you then think, oh, well, I'm going to be able to run this quick? In the next year or are you someone who more just takes it step by step and you don't worry about what's, what it's, you know, going on years ahead? Like, do you have a long-term plan or it's just like, holy shit, I'm running this quick now. Who knows? I'll just, you know, take it in its stride. Well, the year I ran through 46 was sort of an interesting year because it was a world junior year and I thought I was in better shape than I was. I had some good sessions that would suggest I was in maybe 342, 43 shape. So, I was pretty disappointed. So you ran poorly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, uh, that year I was pretty disappointed and it sort of like motivated me to have a better winter. And I sort of just, when I started doing the three Ks at the start of that year, I sort of felt that I was oh, quite a lot stronger than I was the year before, like quite noticeably. Like the year before I was barely finishing threshold sessions and and then I was getting to to the point where I'd done like eight, nine months of it consistently. So, yeah, I think it was it was a notice, noticeable change. And then, yeah, I think once once you sort of get the momentum going, it's like it doesn't feel too different. Like running a three thirty six and then running a three thirty five five, it's like the same effort, I suppose. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't really notice much of a change. I sort of just take it as it comes. Do you look at Jakob Ingebrigtsen's progression and kind of that's your goal for the year, just to beat that? <laughs> no, no. So I know I sort of always knew, like I was, I was tracking from distance because I sort of consider myself a fan of the sport. So you know, ten, twelve year old me would have been looking at his results as as a young young spud, you know, hoping to to be as fast as him. So I sort of vaguely know what he ran each year, but. I'm not really following it to a T. So yeah, having having him run like I think he ran three thirty one as a seventeen year old. Yeah, it's a, it's obviously yeah. a target, but I think like the the Olympics of this year and like that's the that's the main focus. And I think yeah, just being being part of the the depth that Australia has right now in you know the fifteen hundred across the board, men's and women's. I think yeah, I just need to be be within that top caliber of athletes and make sure that I can, you know, it's like cement a spot for, for Paris. It's definitely good to not compare, you know, to other people of like ages and stuff. Cause you, you know, you see those articles um, coming up on Facebook and stuff of like a 10 year old who's run like four, four minutes for the 1500. So if you look at that, you go, fuck, he's going to be running 325 when he's 17. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, progression is never really linear. Like there's going to be years where I might go stale, you know, have plateau, have an injuries, stuff like that. And you do have to like recognize that. Like 
you're going to have hard years. Yeah, but the, you're also going to have good it's years. It's definitely the sport we're in, whereas it doesn't just keep, you don't just keep getting better and better each year. There is yeah, yeah, balance for sure. It's interesting to hear that from a 17 year old, mm. you know, because I, I feel like that was a, so. Another question I had, um, I may as well go into it now. Brent and I have spoken on the podcast a lot about like being arrogant juniors and like, you know, when you're really, really good and, you know, you get like fucking smoke blown up your ass by everybody and you definitely said that like, you know, when you were young, you just thought you were bloody king shit. And as you get like older, more mm-hmm. mature, you sort of realize, geez, I was a bit like that. How do you, obviously, you know, being the best at your age, do you like have ways in which to like stay grounded or do you just like people go, geez, Cam, you're really good and you go, damn straight, I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I think that the team I have around me, it sort of allows me to stay grounded pretty pretty well. Um, you know, most of my, my training partners are able to, you know, smash me in, in sessions. So having that sort of aspect is like I go and rafe well and then I go back to training and it's like, yeah, back to reality. Yeah. And just having someone like, like JT, obviously in my corner, you know, we're not talking about juniors or anything like that. We're just talking about, you know, you need to run through 30 <laughs> effectively. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's all just part of this step, yeah. all part of the process, I suppose. And it's like, yeah, we're just, we're just really in it for like the long term and, and to, to see how far I can go really. I'm, ha- I'm sure having guys like Chapo around isn't keeping yeah, you yeah, yeah. He's not keeping you grounded. He's talking you up a oh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a funny lad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's people that are going to, they're gonna try and uh, build up your confidence, yeah. I, I suppose. Is it? But yeah, I think it's it's good because you do need you do need a certain level of confidence and uh, trust in your ability, but you also need to be able to stay grounded and stay focused. Well, we'll, we'll make a promise. Whenever we think your head's getting too big, we'll we'll try to chop you down on the podcast. <laughs> we'll come up with something. Let me know, Joel. I'll yeah, yeah. I'm know. listening. <laughs> um, was there anyone like when you're a bit younger that you used to look up to? Like, are you, like you're looking up to like a Stewie or an Ollie or a, or a Jai or a Brett? Well, I pretty much looked up <laughs> Canberra to, boy. to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't know you were from Canberra until JJ. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I didn't yeah, know who you were from. A Lake Gin and Dara boy. Yeah. We're not, yeah. You used to run around. Used uh, to run around it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. you were a running, yeah, um, a running fan. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I used to watch all of them. So I watched Gregor. Obviously, when he had his his time, he would consistently win national championships. Um, Luke as well. He was he won that the year that he did the double. That was pretty impressive. Um, even more recently, Jai, I suppose, because um, he, I, I was still pretty young when he won and beat Shuri. Like I would have been mm. fourteen, I think. So yeah, having someone having someone that you train with, you know, winning. Uh, national championships and then going to the Olympics, it sort of like gives you that realization that it is possible to sort of achieve that. So, yeah, I think that it wasn't just I looked up to one person, I looked up to like yeah. all the guys in the sport. Yeah, it yeah. is funny now because but now you're racing them and competing for the same spots. Like, like yeah. you and Jai are training partners and you're competing for the same yeah. spot. So, it can be a bit of an awkward yeah, thing yeah. too. You definitely hear that yeah, in, any, yeah, in any sport, though, like when you hear as, you know, you have really young, talented juniors that come up and, and you're sort of looking up to these guys and then all of a sudden you're like beating them in, in races and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, I think it was pretty pretty surreal, like racing Centro last year. 
because I mean, I was obviously watching when he won, when he won Rio, and like it, yeah, he was an inspiration as well because, yeah, any anyone that's won Olympic gold is is going to be pretty inspirational. So yeah, having having raced him, um, yeah, that was pretty surreal. Um, last year, sorry, last year you were qualified for world champs, but chose not to yeah. run. Um, what was kind of thinking behind that and was it a hard decision? Yeah, look, uh, it was obviously you could imagine it'd be pretty hard, but yeah, I think that the, it was, it was a really super, super tough decision to make, but just in the moment, it, it didn't feel, feel like I had much more to give, like. I don't think that I could have stayed over for another, I think it was maybe five or six weeks and, uh, you know, be able to compete and, and you know, progress really. I think that I reached a point where it was like, I was only incrementally getting better. And, you know, I was sort of in a phase of training where it was like, I was peaking for now. It wasn't like I was peaking for, for six, six weeks down the track. And, uh, yeah, we sort of recognized that. And it was also my first time being away from home for like, an extended period of time so i've been away for like five weeks at that time and just the thought of like um having another six weeks it was sort of a bit yeah it was getting a bit tedious uh, i suppose um five weeks was definitely a long time yeah <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> yeah but there was like there's i suppose i think abby went back um she went back to australia and, and trained for like Three, three weeks and then went back overseas there was like i could have done that but i don't think that it would have worked cambridge gets pretty cold around winter so i mean trying to keep your intensity up during the middle of winter probably wouldn't have worked out so well and i think that it was a pretty good decision um i was just focused for paris and i was able to get the base that i sort of needed so it's what yeah. yeah i remember when it, when it happened i was thinking fuck like the, the initial thought was like jesus if you'd like you know turn that down and then i realized well in all you know high performance sport especially in running when you're like at the peak you never know when your next niggle or injury is around the corner if you stretch yeah. out your season by another six weeks just imagine you know touch wood you did a, did an achilles or something and you're only getting back fit now right you'd be like i yeah. wish i didn't go for it because obviously yeah paris is the focus yeah exactly and the way that we sort of training over there it's like we weren't keeping the mileage up we weren't we were just really focused on the intensity and sort of feeling good throughout sessions so we could sort of get to the get to the bell of the 1500 and, you know, be relatively fresh. So, yeah, we, our training was just wasn't centered around peaking in six months, uh, six weeks. So, so yeah. It's it was pretty, pretty good to be able to recognize that at such a young age and, and forward thinker, I guess. Like, I'm sure a lot of people would just be like, no, nah, this is world champs, I'm going. So he's probably just doing whatever he's yeah. says. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's already bought the ticket, and he's like, yeah. he's ripped it up in front of me. <laughs> I mean, also at the start of the year, it wasn't something that I ever even imagined. Even even nationals, like coming second, I I wasn't thinking about Budapest. I was just thinking about you know how far can I go, how fast can I run. Pretty much, I wasn't thinking about can I make Budapest potentially. So yeah, yeah, nice. Um, going away from running for a little bit, obviously, you know, you're a big, a, a lot of people are, uh, big fans of you in the, in the track world, like coming on straight, like onto the scene pretty, pretty quickly. You're at school right now. You're yeah. in, is that year 12 in, in Canberra? Yeah. Yeah. Year yeah. 12. Year 12. 
how do you manage training around year 12? Like obviously, you know, you, you, you are a professional athlete, but you're yeah. still at school. Not many, not many runners are like that. Yeah, look, if anything, I think it's actually like probably works to an advantage to a certain degree. I mean, like you could probably imagine if you're just sitting at home all day and doing nothing, you get pretty bored, right? So it's just sort of something that fills my day between training and it's not like something I'm, I'm thinking about or getting stressed about. It's sort of just like gives me something to do during the day, yeah. keeps my mind off running for a bit. And I think that when I actually don't do things all day, like, you know, over the holidays and stuff, I end up running more than I should. And it's like sometimes maybe, maybe being at school is like a bit of a distraction that's actually probably Hold you better. back a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how does school but, go with giving your time away? Like obviously you've got to come down well, before you plan this weekend. You At some point you're going to have to go to Europe in the middle of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going for half a week is sort of generally – okay but yeah the extended the extended trips away is sort of difficult i was able to manage it this year because i sort of had a i think it was a three week or four week break in the middle of terms and it sort of allowed me to get like you know four weeks and then plus half a week on either side which i missed so i really only missed a week in total but had that been you know four or five weeks i don't know how i would have would have done so this year I think I'll probably have to try and do a lot more online, which uh, we'll see how it goes. It's sort of going to be my first time going to go on do school online. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Have you given much thought as to, say, next year, um, like do you want to go to uni or are you just like get through year 12, finish it, and then just focus on running, you know, because – I know that I remember when I was in year 12, it was just like such a big pressure and all that. And then you realize after a few years, it's just like, you can go to uni whenever you want, really. Like, yeah, you're sort of thinking you'll focus yeah, on running like a hundred percent or. Well, at the moment I'm, I'm pretty close to a hundred percent. I'd say like, it's just something that I do during the day. Okay. <laughs> it's, gotcha. it's the best way of looking at it. Yeah. But I mean, I think uni would be the same sort of scenario like I would, you're in classes I would, with FDK <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um yeah so I think uh I'll try and do something whether it's me working I probably will be uni I don't know what I'm going to study yet but yeah I think that just filling your days with something is, is always pretty productive yeah last question before we go into um you know back into some more running stuff is there anything that you do like outside of school and outside of running that you're interested in, Fortnite. you know? Well, other, yeah, if it's just Fortnite or is there some other like hobbies and stuff that you do to like keep, because obviously being a high-level athlete, running can just be, you know, so one-dimensional and, and you really have to sort of focus on that. Is there anything else that you do to try and keep your mind away from running? Yeah, well, I do think that at times I do get a bit too fixated on, on running. I mean, yeah, when you're doing it so much, it's like hard not to be in a way, but... I do recognize that, yeah, sometimes you do need to, you need to be doing stuff. So, yeah, I do play a fair bit of Fortnite. Uh, yeah, I hang out with mates. I just, I do do what a regular 17-year-old does, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I want to ask a bit about training. So, like, you obviously train with Jai Edwards, who's, how old is he, 10 years older than you probably, and, like, has been around, yeah, been around for a while now, went to the last Olympics, um, a very good athlete. Do you guys like do the same training or like are you up to able to do training like a, like an, a full adult or are you a bit behind still? 
Yeah, look, I try to do as much as I can. Um, there's certain areas where it's like I do recognize that I have a certain weakness. I mean, my threshold's not at the same sort of level as some of the other guys. And it's something that I'm sort of, I was focused over the winter and building that up. And it was part of the reason I, I sort of made that decision about world champs is like, I've got to build that aerobic base. And I think that that comes with age. So yeah, I do try and build that. I still do pretty, pretty meaty sessions sometimes, but yeah, sometimes I do need to take the edge off it and uh, let the body recover between, between sessions. But relative, most of the stuff is like relatively the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and how, like, how's your body been coping with the, the training and the load and, and running so fast? Yeah, look, it's actually copes pretty well. Um, I think that the intensity actually, most people struggle with uh, the intensity. I think I struggle more with the volume and I get generally like pretty fatigued and pretty tired. And so You're bloody 17, I'm able to, yeah. <laughs> we get up off a well, couch and we do a hammy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not doing a ridiculously big load. I'm doing probably, I suppose for a 1500 run, it's pretty, pretty small load. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, how, how, much, how, what's, how many k's a week would you run, would you say? About 100, 110. That's, yeah. that's pretty small for a 1500 guy at the moment, I'd say. I'd say so, yeah. yeah, compared to some of the guys you'd be racing at the Olympics and stuff, like, yeah, I know there's a lot of them, like, Norwegian guys now pushing closer to 200k a week. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I know that, yeah, Jakob's probably pretty yeah. close to 200. Mills is probably pretty close to 200. Exactly. Even Corsican, he probably got pretty close yeah, to 200. Yeah, he did. Before, he, so. hit, he hit 200 one week. Um, yeah. But yeah, like constantly 180 plus kind of thing. So you should be lining up next to those guys yeah. just going, fuck, you look tired? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that that's something like if I can if I can build my 800 up to a, to a level that's, I suppose, you know, pretty competitive, yeah, I think that i got to be able to run a, run a really good 800 but also run a really good 3K. So, yeah, I've sort of got to take a different approach to, to the people that are running the, the high volume because I can't really cope with it at the moment. It's, it's something that I will build up over time gradually. But, yeah, at the moment, I've sort of got to do um, a, a little bit more intensity to. Yeah. To well, well J- Jake Whiteman's definitely not running that high mileage either. So there is a, yeah, you don't yeah. have to run that high mileage. But um, you just said 800, um, Peyton Craig. Just ran, yeah. like, you raced the other day, 145, ran 145 yeah. last night. Also, Junior seemed to dominate that meet last night in Adelaide. You won most races, oh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah Payton's, Payton's, he's an incredible athlete. Mm. Um, the 800 that I raced in Canberra was pretty nuts because I, was, I wasn't I was too far behind him. We were, we were pretty far back at sort of 400 in, and we split maybe 52 low, 52.5. And we're pretty far back, I would say. And uh, yeah, he just took off about 200 to go. And it was like, he just was shot out of a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, again, and again, last night, really, I was watching from, from the 200 mark. And he sort of just like, he was pretty far back. He, I would say maybe four or five meters back. And Preston had a big lead going to the, to the final straight. And yeah, he just, he got the head down and he just grinded it out. Yeah. Very impressive. To run that far, so yeah, yeah, but yeah, so like I guess that's what you want to be running too. You're getting down to kind of that 145, 146 range, yeah. Um, I'm gonna do it at a hundred in Canberra, uh, which will be early March, I think it's second of March, yeah. so yeah, I think by then I should be you know 146, 
146 shape. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing uh, the mile at Murray Plan, mate. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. That's next week. And then this, this week, I suppose. Um, and then the 800 in March, as you said. And then Nationals, yeah. April. What else is sort yeah. of on the, on the horizon between now and then? Well, yeah. So at the moment, yeah, Melbourne's on Thursday. And then uh, we'll see how we go, but there's there's a milers race, so a, a New South Wales milers race in Bankstown on the 22nd. I think uh, that's going to be paced for, uh, I think Joey Dang might be pacing that, which would be good. So if we can get a pacer through a K or 1100, that would be pretty pretty perfect. And uh, that's going to be 1500. So yeah, I'd look to run pretty fast there. It just sort of depends how, how I go off the Mori plant. I pull up because I haven't really done two races in five days since pretty much nationals. So, yeah, it just depends how how I pull up and how I recover. But that's sort of the plan to do that race on the 22nd. And then, yeah, into the 800 in March. Uh, And then I think there's the Oz 3K champs. I'm not too sure about the date of that. I think it's late March. And I want to run a pretty good 3K there as well. Yeah. Also, I was going to mention this before, World Juniors this year, is that something you want to do? Yeah, I haven't really thought about it too much. Um, I think it would be pretty good to run run a World Junior race. Um, have the I think there's an Ethiopian guy that's run 334, and then obviously Laros is there, mm. and I'm not too sure about who else. But yeah, it would be good to, to have a race and, and see where I'm at in the world juniors but at the moment it's just going to be like i'll be full focus on on making the olympic team and you know whatever happens after well after paris or after after being in europe for a while so we'll see what happens but yeah it's something that i would probably probably consider but otherwise i might do a different event so i might do the 3k or i might do an 800 mm-hmm. don't really know yet javelin <laughs> um, we talk, you know, we talk with obviously a lot, a lot of uh, Olympians and you know p- people going for for Paris, and everyone sort of has a different sort of mindset how they go about things. Do you? Obviously, it's 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 you know the, that big goal, right? And yeah, are you waking up every day, putting on your shoes, thinking about that, or are you more, you know, process goals? take it step by step. Like I know Brett is definitely somebody who, you know, seems to just, it doesn't really worry him. And it's just like, you focus on the next thing, you know, take it day by day or take it week by week. And then it's like, before you know it, you're qualifying. And whereas there's other people that, you know, have on the whiteboard Paris 2024. Yeah. So every day they look at it, stuff like that. How do you go about it? Well, I sort of see it as a, a long-term goal in a way. Like um, I have sort of, you know, I have a race in, in Melbourne, obviously, Mori Plant. So I look to run fast there. I look to potentially win if I can. And then it's sort of just taking every race as it comes. And then I sort of, I know that I have to run pretty close to 330 or 331 to make the team. So I'm sort of thinking, I'm sort of thinking more about running 330 than I am about making the Olympics. It's yeah. I would love to make the Olympics, but yeah, I've got to make the team first. Yeah. And that's the reality. Well, that's the process goal, isn't make. it? You know, if you're lining up, yeah, exactly. lining up in Europe going, I need to make the Olympics, or you're lining up going, I need to run 3.30, it's probably going to come a lot easier yeah, exactly. running 3.30. Well, yeah, even running 3.30, it doesn't guarantee you a spot. Mm. I mean, 
no one knows what Stewie's going to run. Ollie's going to run. Spencer's going to run. Jai's going to run. There's so many. We've got such good depth at the moment. It's, it's like it's it's business, right? Yeah. yeah. Stewie was saying at training yeah. the other day he's going to run 326, but I don't know. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Who knows what it's going to take? Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah, so yeah, Mori playing on this Thursday. Um, it's a mile. You're versing Stewie, uh, Jake Whiteman, if, plus heaps of others. Um, yeah. You just mentioned before, hopefully run fast. Hopefully you'd like to get the win. Like, yeah. Um, what, yeah. Yeah, kind of what's the – I guess that is the hopes. What's the hopes and plans going into this race? Well, I sort of go into every race hoping that, yeah, I can win it, I suppose. Uh, it's going to be pretty tough to beat Stewie, Jake, and I think Sam's doing it as well. Yeah, yeah, Jai uh, and Jesse. It's a it's a stacked field, so it's going to be it's going to be pretty damn hard to win. But sort of being competitive in a field like that, it's sort of it's pretty exciting, right? Like, um, I'm more excited to just to see where I'm at. Um, yeah, I I don't really know. Um, I wasn't too sure about what my shape was coming into Adelaide. And uh, yeah, I was like, mm, I kind of want to try to run 335, 336 here. And I, yeah, so being able to run 334, it gives me a lot of confidence going into it. So uh, I'm hoping it's fast and I'm hoping yeah, people are aggressive and, and, and all want to run fast and all want to get get the win. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't I think, see it being slow. <laughs> no, I don't think it'd be slow. But, and I yeah, guess that's yeah. like, I think going back a little bit to the goals you were speaking about, like, I think even going into the race, not thinking about running 330, thinking about winning the race, because you're going to be in all yeah. these good races. If you can win these races, then the time kind of comes as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, being in a race like with, with that kind of depth, it's, yeah, you can't really be thinking too much about the clock. It's sort of something that's playing a bit in the back of your mind, but the first and, the first and foremost um, thing in your mind is is how can I win? And that's probably what everyone else in the in the race is thinking, I suppose. For sure. Yeah. Well, once you're done breaking records and uh, and sign <laughs> autographs, come past the FTK cheer zone on on Thursday night and and say hello to yeah, yeah. say hello and sign more autographs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we mean Joel without where whereabouts are you guys gonna be? We'll be on the um top straight. Yeah, like 150 meters to go. Top band. Yeah. Are you guys are uh, selling merch? Uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll, nah, no merch there. Yeah, but not sure where I'm at. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll okay. do some black market yeah. out the front of the stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually wearing my full. Yeah, oh, yeah. there he goes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Did we give you a hoodie? Nah. No hoodie. Oh, right, well, if you're, yeah, you if you, yeah. uh, no, no. If if you <laughs> if you win, you get a hoodie. Anything other than that. if yeah. you come if you come second or third, no hoodie. If you come outside fourth, you give that t-shirt back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take my odds there. <laughs> yeah. no, thanks so much, mate. Really appreciate your time and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Cam. Hope you enjoyed that one from Cam. That is a wrap on episode 85. We hope to see all of you guys at the FTK Cheer Zone at the Murray Plant Meet. Um, And also, don't forget, you know, you're starting to plan your 2024 racing season. City Marathon should be a part of that. And if you're racing, enter Team FTK. But that doesn't guarantee that you will be captain of the team. <laughs> <laughs> that spot has been filled. <laughs> that spot has been filled. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. See you, guys.